So I uh, receive a, uh, an email from Julian and uh, asking me, uh, Donald, what are you going to preach on? And first of all, I uh, sent him uh, what was on my mind, uh, Isaiah, the scripture of Isaiah. But as I sent him that scripture, I heard that the Lord was telling me to preach for, uh, for healing, to preach something on healing. And I quickly sent another email, said, uh, Julian, I think I've changed my mind. But uh, I changed my mind. I think uh, I will be preaching on healing. So if you have to prepare songs, just do a run there. And uh, on that very day, I was looking for the scripture. So what is scripture? But thankfully, uh, the Lord uh, has given me uh, the scripture of Mark which we have read and uh, I'm excited that and I'm very excited about that and I am expecting that uh, the Lord our God will also speak uh, to each one of us. Let me ask you this question. Do any of you have friends or family uh, which claim not to believe in God? But yet in terms of trouble they, they call upon you. They ask you to pray for them. And uh, Miriam and Haya, we've got friends who are no Christian. They are two couples. They are Hindus. And one of the couple, uh, they don't believe in God. But yet in the, dark, in the times of dark, in the darkness time, when times are difficult, they always call on us to pray for them, even though they are Hindus, they believe in certain God. But when times are tough, they call on Miriam and myself and to pray for them. So this scripture we just read on Mark chapter 2 verse 1, when we see the poetic uh, in this account is a picture how hopeless and uh, helpless every person is uh, when uh, they are in the sin. And uh, when you see the paratic person could not uh, be able to cure his own disease, and also he could not get himself uh, to Jesus Christ unless someone helps him. And as we look at that picture of a paralytic person, we started to see that is a person without strength to approach Jesus Christ. If I was asking you a question, how many people you know who have no strength to approach Jesus Christ? I think the answer will be a non-Christians. They don't have the strength to come to church. They don't have the strength to pray. They don't have the strength even to think about Jesus Christ. But I think as a Christian, I think we should know about this. All the non-Christians, all the people who don't know Christ, whether they believe in other religions, but they don't have the strength to call upon Jesus Christ.
and you and I who have that strength to call upon him. Let me just read this word from the book of Romans. Romans 10 verse 14. He said, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And that's why I think our verse of the year to go and make a disciple is a key verse. Because there are many people out there, they don't know Christ. They are like a paralytic person. They are paralyzed. They don't know Christ, but yet they're going through a lot. I think as a church, we need to reflect more on our verse of the year. We need to reflect more on that. And at least pray about that. How can we reach out? How can we reach out to those who are paralyzed spiritually? And physically. And uh, this word from uh, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 12. If the Ephesians 2, verse 12. Ephesians 2, verse 12. Say, remember that uh, at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel. And foreigners to the covenant of the promise without hope and without God in the world. And uh, this scripture, like challenging us, uh, would like you and I to remember the time where, when we did not know Christ. To remember the, that time. As we reflect on, on that, our own lives. Just think about others. And I know for the fact, each one of us, we come to Christ in a different ways. But well, that's something we could use ourselves as a testimony. As we go and proclaim Christ to our friends and family and those around us. And the scripture, and just uh, uh, challenge us. Remember the time where you as well, you were far away from God. But use that testimony to bring uh, those who don't know Christ. Whether they are friends, whether they are family, whether they are people around us. And we have to use uh, those testimony. But the challenge is, this is the challenge. Even though our verse of the year is about going and make a disciple. But how can we do that? And that's the challenge. How can we do that? How can we reach out? I think God's people could bring others in the kingdom of God in, true, in three ways. And these are the three ways I have uh, been reflecting on. And first of all, uh, in intercession. So through intercession, 
we could bring others in the kingdom of God. And intercession is not you speaking, but it's you praying. Hallelujah. Just you praying. You're not doing anything. You're not speaking to anyone, but you praying. One of our friends, Sarah and Steve, at 20 weeks of pregnancy, they were told that uh, the baby uh, will be born with uh, a, a, a brain condition and uh, which uh, could lead for the baby to have a severe disabilities, mentally and physically. <coughs> and uh, our friends went through a 20 weeks of torment. And then the, the hospital uh, was treating them, said, uh, offered them a termination. He said, it could be better for you to have a termination than going ahead with uh, this baby. Our friend thought uh, a long time about that and they decided to have the baby. And while they had decided to have a baby, they call on us. They say, Miriam, Donald, this is our problem, but these are our friends, Siren Sip, they don't believe in God. They don't have any faith. But they say, Miriam and Donald, we've got this problem and we would like you to pray for us. Not just we want you to pray for us, we want God to help us. They don't have a faith. But they're expecting God to help them. No, have you ever had the problem as a Christian and then say you pray about it or you commit that problem to your brothers and sisters in Christ but you insist that I want God to help me. That's what our friends told us. Not just we want you to pray but we want God to help us. I think if you may remember and uh, we were not just praying, Miriam and I, but we passed uh, that prayer request to the church, to NCBC. And the NCBC were praying about that. NCBC were praying about that. But guess what? Now Charlie, uh, the boy, is two years old. He was born absolutely perfect, without anything. But I have to insist, this is not the people outside that we prayed. This is NCBC prayed. Because what I know, our friends, they don't know other Christian friends other than us. And this is NCBC we prayed, and then the, the child, and we were together uh, where I just uh, came from. And the child is now two years old. Born absolutely perfect. I think we could bring our friend to the throne of grace through prayer. We bring them to Jesus as we intercede for them. As we plead for their salvation. 
Sarah and Steve, especially uh, Sarah, once uh, called us and said, uh, Oh, George wants us to go to church. We just said, But it's a good news. It's a good news. Go to church. And now our friends, uh, they, they talk about, especially Sarah and Steve, they talk about faith. Having faith, have hope. And that's very exciting uh, to us. To hear that someone never had faith and now they are tempted to go to church and now they are thinking about faith. When we were at the house group, we even said to the house group, we're going to be at the weekend with our friends. If you could please pray for us, at least for them to see something. Because we know that God could do something in his own way even though we, we have not noticed ourselves. Now Sarah and Steve, they're thinking about church. And that's, very, that's exciting to us because they never thought about church before. And the second, thing, sir, the second way we could bring our friends uh, to Christ is a true conversation. And we bring our, our friends or family or those around us to cross and through our conversation. And I think as a Christian, we need to be alert. Alert. That wherever we go, there will be some people, they are looking at us as Christians. And that's why when one of our challenge is our behavior. It's very important. And because our behavior influences the world. So it's very important to behave as, like a Christian. In other ways, someone will seek to be like Christ. But as we live, I think God always opens up opportunities to talk with others, even our neighbors. And uh, once uh, with our neighbor, we just said, oh, on Sunday, we always go to church. We're just telling uh, the, our neighbor what we do on Sunday. We're not preaching about Christ to, to them, but we're just saying, oh, we are Christian. On Sunday, we go to church. It's just a thought for them probably to, to think about. I think God, as we live uh, as Christian, God always opens up opportunities for us to have uh, conversations and probably to answer hard questions. One of uh, our friends, this is uh, Hindu. So the, the wife, uh, she's Hindu, but the husband uh, is Sikh. So quite a different religion uh, in India. There are two different religions. And uh, at 25 uh, weeks of pregnancy, I think the wife lost the baby. And they were completely broke. Completely broken. You know, they look around. They could not see anything other than being hopeless. And then the wife called on us. She said, I can't go through this 
I'm not in a good place. Please, I would like you to pray for this time. Why God has allowed this? We were broken as well because they are our friends and we love them. We were broken as well. And through that pain, and then our friends and the wife has decided, I would like to come to Norwich and I would like to spend time with you. I said, yes, please, come, come. But before she came, I was praying. I was praying. We were praying with Miriam and kind of, oh Lord, what are we going to tell? Really? When she's here, what are we going to tell her? And we're just going to praying and pleading to God. And even uh, on Sunday, our friend, she's in the really said, I, I, I'm going to the church. So he, she came here once. On that very day, she stayed with us. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. But she's Hindu. She's never been to church before. You know. But thankfully, on, on that very day, when we were praying, when are we praying? Because I didn't know what to tell her. And, and God said, and God uh, gave me this message. So he put in my mind that uh, that she really will have another child. But... I'm thinking, how am I going to communicate this? What this has to do with anything? So I can't, could not find a way even to communicate that. But God said, really, we'll have another child. But I could not find a way to communicate that. But thankfully, through our conversation, and really ask me, so what God is saying? And why this happened? Am I going to have another child? Well, I say, really, I think this is something we have to pray for. And I'm sure God will uh, give you another child, but we, we will continue to pray for God to give you a child. And usually when uh, I know that the message from God, sometimes I said, well, God has put in my mind this but uh, I'm just telling you, but I would like you to test it for yourself. But I could not say that to her because she's Hindu. To which God she, she will pray to, you know. I just said, that, well, really, we will continue praying. But thankfully, uh, really now has go a second child. And, and she's very happy. And she's very happy. So we could look at our friend uh, and uh, she's very happy. And all the time they come to, to Norwich, and uh, they always say, oh, when we come to this house, we find peace. You find peace in your home. That's the place where we just say, Lord, just touch the heart. Change the heart. Do something. Whatever you would like to do, just do it. Because we long for our friends to come eh? To know the truth. So in a way, we should not be afraid to share Jesus Christ to anyone. Why? Because it is the truth. And it is the way, the truth, and the life.
So we should not be afraid to share Christ through our conversation with our friends and family. Because I think through conversation, we could say something, we're just going to hit our friends and families, and they could just turn to God. We are not the people who make them to turn to God, but the Holy Spirit does it, does it all. But unless we are showing the openness, we are open to talk about faith. And the third way we could uh, bring our friends and family and those around us to Christ is a true invitation. When we look at the, uh, the scripture we just read, they said that the four men went and picked up the paralytic person. They went to pick, her, pick him up. But in that way, we could use our cause even to pick up non-Christian, when we invite them, say that, would you like to invite, I will pick you up. Why should we offer our cars? Why should we offer even our money for these people to come to church? Why? Because we long for them to be in the grace of God. We long for them to become and to enjoy life in fullness. So we should be prepared to use any resources we've got to invite those who don't know Christ to church. And when they come to church, we could sit down with them, we could encourage them, we could introduce them to other people who could uh, uh, welcome them. And hopefully, in that way, they will come to know Christ. I'm just going to read the book of Mark, and uh, chapter 2, from verse 5. Book of Mark. Just the scripture we just read. It said, when Jesus saw the real faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven. So, Jesus looked to the one who was sinful. He said, your sins are forgiven. And sometimes as a Christian, we might feel as well guilty because probably we insulted someone. We might feel guilty of uh, saying something wrong. But as we, we are on our journey with Christ, the Lord our God wants you and I not to lose sight of the cross. Not to lose sight of what he has done on the cross. On the cross, Jesus spoke those words, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. We are forgiven. We are forgiven as Christians. And uh, the Lord our God wants you and I not to lose the sight of the cross for what he has done. We are on the journey. He would like you and I to be confident 
as well. As he forgives us, and then he forgives others as well. Let me read from verse 11 of Mark 2, verse 11. And uh, Jesus speaks to the uh, paralytic person. Say, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and uh, go home. Verse 12 says, he got up and took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Our God is the God who heals. Maybe uh, you are here, even maybe you're struggling with uh, illness. And maybe sometimes as a Christian, we ask questions. Who has got the gift of healing? But I believe as a Christian, as we go, even through our conversation, as we go and reach out to those who don't know Christ, we are healing them. Because when someone comes to Christ, is alone is a big healing. It's a big healing. Through our conversation, we are healing people. We are healing people through when we invite them. We are healing them. We are healing people through our prayer. But tonight I want to pray about faith. Because our faith is linked with the gift of healing. So I want to pray about faith. Tonight I want to pray about forgiveness. And tonight I would like to pray about healing. 